Amen. All right. So, so seven ministry themes we talked about in 2018. Number one, we talked about that we are destined to increase. And that came out of the um, Genesis 1, 26 through 29, right? We talked about the fact that, that when God created, he had a picture within himself and then that picture within himself became, right? That picture within himself was hope. And then he put faith with it when he released it with his mouth and it became the picture that he saw within himself. But when it came to humanity, he didn't have a picture within himself. God himself was the picture because he said, I'm going to make man in my image after our likeness, all right? So the picture of your success is God himself right? Now, that's a, that's a prerequisite for 2019. I need you to have that, right? And uh, if you need to go back and subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to our YouTube channel. I don't even have a YouTube channel. Subscribe. Okay, I'm just saying, help, help your pastor help you, okay? So, so that you can go back in and then you can take it at your own time and at your own pace, pull it up on your smartphone or on your computer, right? Pastor, I don't have all of that. Get it. I'm asking. Because it'll help me help you faster, all right? Um, we talked about that, that you must, God has increased for us, but you have to obey the law of process. You do not go from zero to zillions overnight that you must be fruitful, you must multiply, you must replenish, you must subdue, and then you take dominion. But to be fruitful in the future, you got to be seedful right now, right? So that seed to fruit process is how increase comes, all right? And that's an important thing because you can have a destiny for increase and can't seem to get off first base because you, you're disobeying the law of process. And if you try to jump those steps, then you'll, you're, you're subject to get-rich-quick schemes. If you violate the law of process, you'll, you, you're subject to somebody taking advantage of you because you're trying to make something happen outside of the system that God set up. Does that make sense? And then people get you someplace and, and listen, listen, you don't have to, that don't just happen. That happens at every level. You know, suckers are made at every level, right? There's $500 suckers and there's $5 million suckers. Okay. And they, and they all still sucking on their lollipop. I'm just saying. So don't, you know, make sure as you think through that, those, those teachings were some fundamental things. Listen, that, that teaching, that set of teachings is a business plan all in itself. Now, it doesn't tell you what type of business to go into, but whatever business you need, you need what, something that's a seed that you're going to turn into fruit. Fruit is something that is desirable for a customer. By definition, fruit tastes good. So when God's telling you to be fruitful, he's telling you to, to have 
positive, desirable results that other people will value enough to exchange their resource to give you a harvest on it. All right? And then you, you get to the point, whatever that is, and you work that, that process up. That's the same process. We, we, we're really working to standardize how we do church because we're believing that God's going to give us multiple locations. Right? We're going to be fruitful at the one because we call that the law of prototype. Right? Because if the, if, the, if the master is wrong, making more copies won't make it right. One of the things that we talk about in, um, in my business circle is um, we talk about peace costs. What's the cost per, for one? <laughs> if you got a peace cost problem, volume won't fix it. If you're losing money on a single one, making more of them won't make you more money. Does that make sense? Well, that's the same thing, true. Like, that's what I mean when I talk about men leading their house in prayer. Right? If, if your prayer life was the standard for your house, would there be prayer in your house? Does that make sense? Because I, I, need, I need a life that can multiply. All right? So that we talked about that. That was our destiny increase. Then we talked about engaging increase through intercessory prayer we talked about the fact that god has given man authority in the earth realm because he said i'm giving man dominion in earth and then god god um partners with us and comes into our situation um because prayer does not give god information but it gives him invitation that's why we come together at a time like this at the end of the year and say, God, we invited you into 2018 and we thank you for being involved. And then we say, okay, God, you know what? We on the, we on the edge of another year and we're starting out with you asking you to bring us into this year, making this next one a successful one too. We don't know what we're going to face all through the year, but you have already been there and done that. And now you have been all the way to the end of 2019. I'm asking you to come back to the beginning and walk me all the way through it. So I'm saying I am purposefully asking God to get in my boat. I remember the scripture that talks about the apostles and they were rowing under their own strength and Jesus was asleep on the ship. And they are plowing through situations with supernatural power on board, but they were doing what they could do and what they could do was not enough. And so that thing about engaging increase, like God, I'm asking you to increase me. You know, a few years back, that was a big revelation in the body of Christ, the prayer of Jabez. Oh, that you would bless me, increase me, and enlarge my territory. Okay. And I'm asking God to do that. I'm not, you know what, I'm, I'm unabashed. Okay, so if you, you want somebody to be shame about being prosperity preacher, you, you pick the wrong one. Okay. 
you know, it's not all about silver gold. It ain't. I agree. But if he didn't want me to ask him for it, he shouldn't have put it in his book. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Okay. He shouldn't have put it in here if he didn't want me to ask. Because you put it in there. I'm going to ask for it. I know it's a part of what goes with it. Like, I read the details. What's in your warranty agreement? Nobody asked me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask. I'm, I'm the guy that asks. Okay? Because it's God. Right? So engaging increase. But understanding your authority in prayer, that you have authority to invite God, and you also have authority to interrupt the devil. What happens if a parent gives a child, they ask the parent for lunch money, they give them the lunch money, but on the way to school, somebody takes the lunch money. Now, if they didn't ask and then they went hungry because they didn't ask through school, that's one problem, isn't it? Okay, so they were in their own strength. You know, dad's got money, but they didn't ask daddy for the money. On the other issue, they asked daddy for the money. Daddy gave them the money, and then Butch on the way to school. Hopefully nobody in here was called Butch. Butch on the way to school decides he's going to jack you for the money because he decides he needs to eat, not you. At some point in time, somebody's going to have to deal with Butch. Butch's not going to go away. Somebody don't deal with him. What I want you to understand is that you have an authority to deal with those issues and to understand that. Lord's telling me we didn't get, we didn't get everything out of the intercessor and thing. So you'll see that again. Expect another set of messages around intercessory prayer. Okay. Cause we got to pray some things through some things only go out by prayer and fasting. Okay. And so you got to know that there is a power in your prayer, not only for you personally, for, but for you, your family, for that circle of people that you are around, that you can pray through those bosses and those situations, those problems. I mean, the Lord really dealt with me. I mean, I had, I had somebody like, I'm at work, man, and uh, everything I do, I'm just having a problem. And, and this thing is it getting in my system. And I see the person, my whole attitude changed. Pastor David, God's man of faith and power, you, yep, me, mm-hmm. I had to deal with because I was in meetings and the person walk in and I, my whole expression changed. I can't, I can't even, <laughs> don't play poker, Pastor David, because your face will surely show it. But I had to deal with, man, I got to pray, I got to pray about this thing. I got to pray for this person because they getting under my skin. And it's really not them. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. People are not your problem. People get all mad at people mean mugging them, and it's not the people. I'm sorry. I just last. I'm trying to be all nice. I'm, I'm trying to be cool. Got my suave. I, I didn't. I didn't. This is not the sweat out suit. This is the cool suit. But I'm just. I just. I want y'all to get this. You know what I'm saying? Now, there's a whole bunch of scriptures, and you got all of that. You can go to YouTube, and you can see all of them. 
right? I just want you to remember these things so you'll know, okay, I got this one. I want to go back and look at some of those. Okay, go back. It's all there. You can see them. All right? Um, then we talked about dynamics of destiny relationships. Listen, now that was, we, we, dig, we dug into relationships, right? We talked about loving God, loving yourself, loving your neighbor, and then we went heavily into the family relationships, right? And those relationships are very, very important. Um, we talked about husbands and wives. Yep, and your pastor went there. Your pastor went there. You know, because there, there is a section even in church where you start talking about what the Bible has to say about husbands and wives, man. Some people get in arms. They, they get up in arms. They, they get mad. Now, I think we did it way more balanced than what I see a lot of my colleagues and peers do in ministry. Right. So before I came for the sisters, I came for the brothers and I went real deep and I went real hard. So that somebody can't come to me and say, well, you just oh, you just you just think man should do everything and woman is nothing. No, stop that, man. You, you need to talk to somebody else. You know, they, they was trying to give me grief, you know, because in the area that I worked in, my wife was the lead engineer when I came into the area. So they used to call me David McCorders. McCorders is her maiden name. And I'm like, man, yo, <laughs> you ain't gonna, you, you not getting in my head. You ain't getting in my head. I know how my home roll. You better handle yours, I got mine. You understand what I'm saying, man? You know, it's not all of that. You, people trying to, they trying to mess up your stuff because they stuff messed up. And then on the slide, they like, Man, but when you, when you have a conversation with your wife, she really understands what you do. Mine don't know what I'm doing. But I, if I listen to you, you will mess up my good thing listening to your bad thing. Understanding the dynamics of relationships. So we spent some time with that. We spent time talking about husbands and wives, and we dealt with all of it. We got, we got to the good parts, the parts people don't like talking about in church. Yep, I ain't going to tell you where it is. You're going to have to go back and search it out. But it's all up in there. I ain't leave nothing out. All right? Um, but I gave you scripture so you know it wasn't just my opinion. All right? And then we talked about parenting relationships and understanding the dynamics of the parenting relationship as it changes over time. Because you can do something in one season that's mothering, and then the next season is smothering. Right? You can be helpful in one season, but it'd be witchcraft in another. Because you're now trying to control adults. Right? Instead of instead of training children. So you, gotta, you got to just understand that those dynamics change over time. And that's why we spent time talking about it, all right? We'll, we'll, deal, we'll deal some more with that one because the Lord is telling us to really work on our children and youth ministry. So we're going to really, we're going to develop a kid-friendly ministry. Praise the Lord. I can't deliver on the name Destiny Generation if I don't have the capacity 
to effectively impact the future generations. That I, I would fail on the vision of the church if we can't do that, okay? So we're going to spend some time on that. Now, there was a piece of relationships that we didn't deal with, right? And that was church relationships. Now, let me tell you something. In the age of church hurt, church relationships is not something that um, is, is I, that's not something to gloss over. We started at the home first, because if I can get the homes right, a lot of our problems will just solve themselves, All right? Part of the reasons why church has to do so much is because there's so much dysfunction at home. And so we have to then reach in and fix things because things aren't working like they should at home, okay? And so that's why we prioritize that. But we will have to come back around. I'm going to ask God um, because I, I see, as I look at our congregation, I see the need for us to strengthen ourselves in fellowship and forgiveness. I think we had some good fellowship events at the end of the year, but I see that we need more. And so pastor's going to be intentional about that. And listen, I'm going to get in. I'm, now when I come, I'm coming for everybody. Okay, so um, my, my commitment to you is that when I stand up in the pulpit, I'll never preach at you. I only did that to my wife because I know she could take it. Because some people, they get all like, okay. I promise I'm never going to use this pulpit publicly to do something that I need to deal with privately. Okay, that's my commitment to you. So, now why is that important? If they came up in the message, that's because I'm just preaching the word. And if it hits you, I promise I'm never going to shoot at you, but I am also promise that I'm never going to go around you and tiptoe around your pet issue neither. Okay? So if it came up, it's just what this is what God was saying today. Okay? So I'm not coming for you, but I'm not coming around you neither. Oh, that's her special issue, so I'm going to tiptoe around that. Cause she's, she's a big giver and I don't want to mess her up or she's going to take her ball and go home. If, no, no. If that's what we talking about, that's what we talking about. And we're going to let it hit whoever it hit. And we're going to say, amen or owe me or something and keep it moving. Okay. And that's all, you know, because listen, you good. I'd hate to have a doctor with good bedside manner who couldn't give me a correct diagnosis who made me feel good while I'm sick and dying. I want somebody to tell me what I need to tell. I, I want you to tell me what I need to hear, not what I want to hear. Okay? Because then you tell me while the blood's running warm in my veins, I can do something about it. I tell them at work, I said, I said if I get to a problem and then something happened and you say, I knew that could have happened and you didn't tell me in front. Now, if you told me and I make my own decision, then it's on me. I at least had the chance to get the input and process it. I said, but if I find out after the fact that you knew that I was going to fall out that cliff and you didn't tell me, we're going to have a problem and you're not going to like it. 
So I just, I feel as your pastor, I owe it to you to just give you truth. And then you got to do your, you know, you got to handle your business the way you handle it. But I at least owe you the opportunity to hear what God has to say about it. And then you can make your own decisions. Dynamics of destiny relationships. All right. We've been talking about unleashing the increase of faith. We talked about understanding how faith is tied to the word of God and the voice of your preacher, how you can cultivate it by hearing in the word of God, believing by standing in faith and covenant promises that God has made available to you, that all those things are out there. And that faith by itself, if you're walking in faith, you're better than a person who just says, I'm just going to let it all hang out. Right. Even. Um, God created man to be a goal-striving, goal-setting being. You were created to have goals to, to reach for them. When you get to a point where you just say, ever, ever notice like, like you on a fast and then you fall off the wagon? And then the devil tell you, since you're down here, you might as well just let it all hang out. And when you get to that point where you're letting it all hang out, I mean, you, you're even worse than when you were before you even started fasting. When you lose the goal, you just, you get to a worse place. So even if it don't manifest, the fact that I'm walking by faith makes me a better person. I'm a better believer when I'm striving for something that haven't manifested yet. That's why we don't, work, we don't rush through the process trying to get to the goal. We want, we want not just what we're getting out of the process, but what the process gets out of us. I mean, seeing all of the families come up at our offering time, Huddle together praying. As a pastor, that's beautiful. Not that you got everything that you was praying for, but the fact that you and your family are asking God together. Do you understand that that by itself is beautiful? If nothing works, that your family can come together and pray? I mean, there's power just in that. That's what we meant when we said understanding or unleashing the increase of faith. Then we talked about uh, our fifth point was um, the introduction of foundations. This was our foundations class. I mean, we, we have refined that. We, we, we've worked on it. And, you know, it wasn't perfect, but it was a good start. This year was good. I mean, I'm very excited about it. Um, I knew what would happen um, that the teachers would be blessed in the teaching. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? It just, it just strengthens you in, in the teaching, right? And so um, we, we're going to, for those who've gone through the first one, they'll go on to the second one, and we'll have a smaller set. Um, please get with Lady Nedra for the first one. And then I think the second one will be up here, and then we'll find possibly in a lower level and have the second class and so on. So we'll have both both classes going so you can plug in and get in because we want every person who had to go through that, through that process. And then um, whenever Bishop um, Thompson comes back, then we'll have a, another celebration in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
Pastor David, why is that important? Why did we spend time in the Christ word, prayer, fellowship, and witnessing? We did that because um, we believe if we get that in, if we put that seed and it becomes fruit in our lives, then we can multiply, replenish the earth, subdue, and take dominion. That's the seed that we want to be fruit in your life. And we want it to multiply. And then the expectation is, if you've gone through that course, I should be able to assign somebody with you and you should be able to explain to them those five areas on what it means in your language. Because you're supposed to be able to disciple others. Amen? Then we talk back to the future revelation on end time events. That actually started because we were in a session in our uh, leadership conference 2017 and somebody asked me a question, man, pastor, I'd love to have you speak more on that. And I, and I said, okay. I had never even, I had probably taught that one other time back in 2007. Um, and, um, and so, Hasn't that class, for those that's been here, hasn't that been a, an, it's been a refreshing course, isn't it? It tells you prophecy is just God calling his shot in advance. Telling you how he going to do what he's going to do. He's already been to the end, right? He, he's in the past, in the present, at the future, all at the same time. So he can tell you how it's going to all work out, right? That's, that's why praying is so important at the beginning of the year because he's already at the end and he's just, we're just asking him to come back and walk us through to, to the end that he showed us. Right. Um, and then the last one is experiencing increase through faith. We've been talking that since November. Remember Zacharias and Mary, will you respond to God's um, promise to you with unbelief or will you say, be it unto me the way you said it? All right, so 2019 theme. Pastor David, what's, what's your theme for 2019? So, all right, so theme that the Lord given me for this year is destined for deliverance, discipleship, and dominion. It is a sense that we have that the increase has phases to it. And the Lord told me that I was trying to rush people into the discipleship area that hadn't got the deliverance worked out. That um, you can be forgiven, but not delivered. A person who is forgiven, but not be delivered, will have to be forgiven for that same thing again. Jesus came to save his people, deliver his people from their sins, not just forgive his people of their sins. Now, forgiveness is a part of it. You don't start with the deliverance. You really start with the forgiveness, right? You start with the forgiveness. You believe on Jesus Christ, and he forgives you apart from any work that you can do. But he also wants you to get to a point where you're not sinless, but you sin a lot less every day. That, you know, because saints have issues. I know, I know we pretty up. We pretty up good. You understand the term pretty up? 
that, that, that means you like we dress up and make it look like everything's okay. We do that really good. But just because we do that don't mean that we're not covering up an issue. Right? And what the Lord has challenged me is, he said, just because the thing that's your issue is socially acceptable and theirs is not doesn't mean you don't have an issue. Oh, Pastor David's preaching right there. I mean, you know, like, just because my narcotic is sugar, not marijuana, doesn't mean I don't get a buzz when I eat the sugar. That's some good preaching, Pastor David. Yes, it is. Just because y'all won't throw a stone at me if you saw me with my chocolate cake. You know, because mine's a chocolate cake, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm eating, you know, rum cake, and then you, you got, you know, rum and coke. Doesn't mean we both don't have an issue. Okay, so I, I'm tired of people fronting and not getting what they need. My thing is, if I get the fix, I don't have to front no more. So we're going to study about the fact that Jesus is a deliverer. You don't have to hide those issues from him. We can bring them to him. Right? We, listen, listen. The opioid crisis doesn't stop at the church door. People ain't just hooked on drugs out there. They hooked on stuff in here. Okay. And we throw stones at the stuff that's socially unacceptable, and then we patty cake around our issues that's okay for church folk to do. Okay, so we want to take some time and really just deal with the real deal. Okay, so we want to really deal with, all right, so in your goals this year, Lord, there's some areas I need deliverance in. I want you to be thinking about that, Lord, when I get in this cycle, certain things come out of me. Man. Me and my wife was on our way back from, um, from the Canary Islands in Spain. Man. And, uh, I mean, had a great trip. Everything was good. I got into this small, small plane. And my knees was, Andre, my knees was banging the whole trip. And it was so small I was starting to feel closed in. I went into a full panic attack. I said, I, I'm, all these people, we were taking a red eye, so everybody's asleep. And I'm like, I, I'm in the insides, I'm feeling like I need to get up and run up and down the aisles and start screaming. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody, you know what I'm talking about? 
But I'm saying, God, if I don't do something, they go, first of all, everybody around me speaks Spanish. They don't speak English. And then I'm a six foot two black man in Europe. Okay? The optics on that was not good and turned out good for me. So I had to get myself together. Then I'm snapping at Nedra. She ain't the problem. Snapping at Herbert, she ain't the problem. I'm having my own, I'm in my own feelings. If Drake was here, he would say I was in my own feelings. I was in my own feelings. Had nothing to do with her. But she was getting the overflow of my own lack of deliverance. That's for real, for real. Oh, that's some straight talk, y'all. I'm talking to you straight. Pastor David, why are you telling me? Because I want you to know that I want that for me too. And I'm not all there either. I, I want this to be real, y'all. I got some stuff I'm working through. See, I, I come up to a fast and then I want to eat everything I can because I know for the next 21 days I'm on lock. See, I'm... I'm <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? That's a deliverance issue. Bible says you don't owe the flesh nothing. Okay, but you got to watch that thing because it'll come up. I mean, it's like, come on, man. We need to eat it all. Eat it all. Eat it all right now. Now, see, now how... If I'm having those kind of issues, what spiritual right do I have to have for somebody who's now have that same thing for a drink? How do I look down on a person like that? The Bible says, you know, it's not, a, it's not, it's not, in, it's not this way in the Bible, but there's a song that says sweep around your own front door before you try. Sweep around mine. I'm just saying, okay, get, get the speck, get the beam, get the beam, <laughs> the big stick out of your own eye before you try to get the speck out of mine. Deliverance. See, if I don't get this right, I want the church to multiply, but if I don't get the deliverance right, then I'll just multiply more problems. Because if the prototype is wrong, the copies can't be right. Right? So deliverance discipleship, if we, if we really get through the deliverance part and then from there go on to being truly disciples ourselves who can disciple others, we can grow to a point where we have dominion in our space. All right, one scripture. Romans 10, 13. Romans 10, 13. Real simple scripture, and it says, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That word there, saved, doesn't just mean I got my heaven ticket. That word there, saved, I got a definition. Show them the definition. The word there, saved, is sozo. It means to be safe, to be delivered, to be protected, to be healed, to be preserved, to do well, to be made whole. And there's people who are on their way to heaven who don't have all of that other stuff. 
And if they died right now, they go to heaven. But they're not completely whole. And that's the thing that God's challenging us to believe for for this year. So these are the things. That's really what I wanted to talk you through. All right. So we're coming out of this season. We're coming into our, our time of prayer. You got your, your sheet there. Um, I just want you to believe God, that he's going to show you something, and, and really have the heart, heart-to-heart issue, y'all, because see, nobody fakes like church people fake. <laughs> like, when, like there, should be, there should be Grammys, Emmys, Tony Awards, you know, Screen Act Oscars, for how church people look like they got it together when they don't. I would much rather we be real and deal with where we really are and deal with it because once we've dealt with it, then God can move us past it. And once, see, once you get it fixed, you ain't have to fake no more. You can leave your mask at home. See, in, in, I wrote this down in my notes, in my journal. I said, um, Jesus had a word for people who, who there used to be one person plays, theatrical plays with one person, and people would change character by changing mask. And the name of that actor was called a hypocrite. And Jesus, the one thing he couldn't stand, hypocrites, people who was mask wearing. He would much rather you come to him as a sinner with real issues and just lay them all out than to be playing with masks. But church folk like to have masks, man. Okay. But, you know, if, if it's a masquerade ball, all the masks look the same. But if we all came in here in reality and one person have a mask, that person sticks out. I want us to get to, a, to be a church where we can all just be who we are. That's not me dropping a standard. Pastor, you can give people a license. People saying without a license every day. I'm not giving people. I'm just saying we need to deal with the real. If we can deal with the real, we can get the real fixed. And then you'll be better and it won't, you can leave the mask at home because you don't need it no more because now you really got your act together. Does that make sense? Come on, let's stand. We running out of time here. I did promise to get you in and out. You have all of the announcements and things that we have. Um, just want to acknowledge those of you again who are watching with us online. I pray this is encouraging you. Like, wherever you are, it's okay. You can really deal with who you are. We just like to give you a, a place where you believe that just me, in my situation, that God will put his super on my natural and I can be in a place that I never was before. And I can grow in grace 
and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, God has an amazing plan for your life. It's a plan that he put in place before the world began, before any thought, habit, mistake, or misfortune overtook your life. So often we try to get our act together on our own. Listen, you can't get your act together on your own. That's why you really need to come to the Lord. So while our heads are bowed, eyes are closed, believers are praying, if you'd like to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, very simple. Just believe that Jesus came, that he died, that he rose again for you and ask him to be the Lord, which is to be the ruler of your life. Pastor David, when, when I do that, will everything get resolved at a moment? No, you'll be forgiven, but you'll still have to have areas of deliverance. I have a certain level of maturity and things that I have pushed past, but there's areas where even standing here today, I need God to move in my life even further. And we want to be very transparent with the Lord about that because in transparency, his truth can resolve it. If that's you, you're asking, God, I want that process started in my life. I haven't had that, but I want it. If that's you, would you show me that by raising your hand in Jesus' name? In the name of Jesus, I see your hand. Put your hand down. Well, maybe you're a believer, but you've allowed hurts, hindrances, and habits Right? Those are the things that we need deliverance from to get in the way. We've allowed issues to, to move us out of the way. Or the Lord really dealt with you in the word today. Real simple word, not a whole lot of scripture or anything, just reminding you of things, bringing things to your holy remembrance. And you're saying, God, I'm asking you to move in certain areas in my life. I'm calling those out. I see them. You see them. I'm asking you to move on that, me in those areas right now. If that's you, just... Show me that by raising your hand. Amen. That's, that's, a, that's a good place to be. That, that's not a bad place, you know? I, I, want you to, I want you to go into 2019 believing that God, he knows where I'm at, and he, he's here, he's in it with me, and he's going to help me. But all, but just help me be me. I'm going to like me better at the end of this year because I have spent time with God, and he has worked with me on me. You can put your hands down. Third appeal is um, that Pastor David, you talked about Jesus, but you also talk in other situations about this second work of grace. After being a believer, part of the deliverance equipment is this other empowerment cause, um, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You know, it's like, it's like having a meal and then God supersizing it. Yeah, it's just, some, it's just some extra power that he puts in that. And um, that's you. You're saying, Lord, I know I'm saved. I know I'm forgiven, but I need the extra power. I need the dynamic leadership of the Holy Spirit in my life beyond where it is right now. Would you show me that by just raising your hand? I can see that there's some growth in my life. I see your hand. I see your hand. Thank you. I see your hand. You can put your hands down. And then finally, finally, the fourth appeal is the one that I always make when I'm in these service moments. I would love the opportunity to be your pastor. I'd love to invite somebody else into our Destiny Generation Church family at the end of the year who says, I believe that this is the church that can help me 
when Pastor David speaks the word, when the worship is going forth, I feel the welcome. I feel the love of God. I feel God moving on me. And I believe that this is a place where I can be um, and I can grow in my spiritual life. If you want to have, um, if you want to do that, we're not going to put a mic in front of you. We'll just note who, who you are and then talk to you about the process of becoming a member. We're getting close to our time for our um, foundations class, which is really our new members process. And um, you can plug right into it. And then you're a full member with all rights and privileges and with all the opportunity to participate and contribute and grow in the family of God. If you have interest in that, can you show me that by raising your hand? All right, I see your hand. Amen, amen. You can put your hand down and we'll talk to you at the end of service. All right, come on, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I come to receive Jesus as the Lord of my life. Come into my life, Lord Jesus. I believe God raised you from the dead just for me. Thank you for receiving me into your well family. Heavenly Father, I'm asking you to fill me with the precious gift of your Holy Spirit so that I have the power to witness and to live the life that you died for me to have. I believe I receive your spirit and I fully expect to speak with other tongues as your spirit gives me utterance. Heavenly Father, I believe that I am destined to increase and that I'm destined for deliverance, for discipleship, and for dominion. Work this out in me in 2019. I'm asking you at the beginning of the year to take me through the whole year to work in me that which is well-pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You can be seated. I just want to talk to our people here. We'll be just a few more minutes. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for those of you that were watching with us online. You do have a chance. Please, please again, connect with us on social media. We want you to be a part of that. You see the information on all of the social media outlets that Destiny Generation Church is on. All right. There's also information on your screen if you want to sow a seed into the word. Hey, you can sow into the Destiny Generation Church um, uh, ministry as well and be a part of what we're doing here and give a gift that celebrates, that brings a sacrifice and, and, and also seals your supplication or prayer and, and what you believe in God for this year and for the next. Amen. All right. Um, we will not be having service on tomorrow. Um, so please take your day of uh, New Year's Day and enjoy yourself and be with your family. Um, we will be starting um, a new series this, this Sunday. Um, it'll be in this area of deliverance. We believe that God wants us to move in this area. And so our theme, again, is destined for deliverance, discipleship, and dominion. And we believe that God's going to do some things for us in this area. We want you to believe God with us as well. All right. Um, I think that's it. 